Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Sports Counterpoints Podcast. I'm your host, GB. Got Coop and Brian on the line. What's up, guys? What's up, man? All right. Man, welcome back. Uh, Somber tone on this one for sure. It's January 30th, 2020, um, and this show is going to be about the uh, loss of Kobe Bryant and all those who perished on in that helicopter helicopter crash a few days back, as well as we'll talk about the Super Bowl. It's kind of weird because it's not it doesn't feel like a Super Bowl week with this earth shattering news. Um, yeah. Sunday, or this past Sunday, it's now Thursday. Um, I remember seeing a report probably around maybe ten o'clock or so that Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. Come to find out. Nine victims, Araya Zabayan, who was the, the pilot, Christina Mauser, who was one of the coaches for the Mom Academy team with Kobe, um, Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester. Sarah Chester, the mother. Peyton Chester, I think, another is another player with uh, Kobe's daughter, who was also on the helicopter, unfortunately. Um, and then John Altabelli, his wife, Carrie Altabelli, and their daughter, Alyssa Altabelli. Um, Alyssa being another player who played with Gianna also. So in that crash, we lose uh, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Multiple families are shattered. Um, just really, really horrible, tragic, unimaginable news to get on a Sunday when we're all kind of just chilling, not expecting something like that. I thought it was fake. Um, so, I mean, this being a sports podcast, you know, one, I wanted to make sure that we say all of the those everybody's name um, and pay respects to all of them and, and God bless them and their families prayers have been up. Um, and then as we talk about, you know, on the sports side, Kobe, who's been dominating the news and we've been seeing all the, the re- reports and the love and just hearing so many stories about the kind of man he was and how great he was to give you a kind of quick rundown, 33,000 points, 56, over 5,600 playoff points, 20 years with the Los Angeles Lakers. We're all Laker fans, obviously. Um, He's 15 All-NBA selections, 18 All-Star selections, five championships, two uh, finals MVPs. And we acquired him, which I didn't know, July 11th, 1996. What, six days after my birthday in 96, which is crazy. So Kobe, uh, we, we lose a legend. Uh, his his young daughter, who was a hooper in her own right, uh, really precocious and very much a prodigy on the hoop court from what I've seen. Yeah, we just kind of we you know we have to. It's it's a sports podcast and it's dominating everything, and it's just crazy to lose a legend in that kind of way. So we just wanted to, to get on and and talk about kind of what we weren't able to talk about. All everything between the three of us happened to be a text. So just we'll go through kind of our thoughts, how we found out about it, et cetera. So it's just going to kind of be a, a free conversation. So guys, I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it. So uh, yeah. So well, let me start real quick. So going on like how I. I heard about it. So I got, yeah, I got a, a message um, like right after 10 and it was, it said, it's it basically just said Kobe had been killed in a helicopter crash. And I, I quite honestly, I was playing golf with a, a friend of mine who, um, who outside of you two, Chuck um, is the person I talked to about the Lakers the most, maybe Alvin too, but, uh, and and we were on literally like playing the middle of the second hole of golf. And, and, and I, I just, I basically just ignored it. I was like, yeah, that's fake news. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. then about 
we finish that hole. We're waiting on the next hole for, for some slow players. And, and then I get the, the text from Jason with the, uh, with the TMZ clip. And so, you know, click on that. And I'm like, you know what, that's probably where, <clears throat> where the other message came from, you know, TMZ's, they don't usually get those types of stories wrong, but they do open up their mouth way ahead of time with a whole bunch of bad facts a lot. And, and, and this day, as it played out, proved that point. Uh, Harvey Levin is trash, by the way. Um, and uh, so anyways, I get the text from the text with Jake from Jason, you know, click on that link. And I think I told you guys immediately, I'm like, man, I'm like, they're not usually wrong about this, but God, I hope they are. And, and so I told Chuck and the other people that I was playing with, and I swear to you, it was like the day stopped. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, I wasn't, a, I, I wasn't able to concentrate. Like I won't tell you what happens in that next shot that I had to take on the golf course. And, and Chuck and I were kind of sitting there and I was, we were both like, do we just, should we just be walking off the, the course right now? Like we're, our, our minds are not going to be able to be where they need to be. Um, and, uh, and I was like, you know what, man, let's play. Uh, I'm going to play. My back was all jacked up too. And, um, and, and let's hope, you know, let's, it's better than, than going and seeing about it. At this point, it had not been confirmed by news outlets, right? Like I was just taking it from TMZ stuff and I'm texting a whole bunch of people, you guys, uh, Derek, my, my buddy, Derek, um, you know, I was with Rick and Mike and, and, you know, talking to Chuck and, and talking to Alvin, like to all my, all the people that I talk sports with. Right. And, uh, we're, you know, we're just, it was just nonstop. And then the news comes out. It's like, oh, it's with him and some business associates. And then it's like him and his daughter. And then they're like, no, that's wrong. It's not his daughter. It's back to the business associates. And then it's Rick Fox. And then it's and the whole, you know, it just started blowing up. The problem with how that transitioned for me was that every single time they screwed up who was on that helicopter with him it confirmed that it had happened and and it made it harder for me to take, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was like, we're no longer talking about whether or not it's real. We're now talking about who else was involved. Yeah. And then later on in the afternoon, cause it was, it was no more than five until two 30 when the sheriff's talked and then they, they gave the real information and the number was nine. And it was like, Oh my gosh. And after finding out that Gianna was on there, I was Man. devastated. So um, as some people know, on Saturday, I was at a friend of mine's memorial service for their uh, toddler aged son. And it, it was hard because um, I got a two year old and a four year old home. And, and this this uh, child was three. So I'm already feeling a lot of different ways about, you know, seeing and, and, and having to eulogize someone. And then I have a 13 year old daughter and Gianna was 13. And so in two days I was looking that reality. So when they were talking about how she was on there and then they talk about her friends that were on there, it was, it was, it was just one of those surreal moments that you're just like, all I want to do is go hug people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the things that Chuck and I said to each other was that the part that makes it hard is that we watched Kobe who had the most amazing pain tolerance. We watched him bust his finger on the court, walk over, have Gary Vitti pop it into place, two people in the crowd, 
crowd. I've been seeing this uh, two people in the crowd literally wince and, and, and jerk away because they can't see what's going on. And Kobe turns right back around, goes over there and takes his free throws. You know, he took his free throws with the Achilles. He played with a broken hand. He, he, so when you hear these things, you're just like, I fully expected to hear, oh, but Kobe's cool. He, he came out the flames. He's going to go play a game tomorrow because that's just the, the heroic superhero like image that people in Los Angeles and fans of his around the world had of him. Like you don't kill Kobe, you know, you just, you slow him down. You know, that was it. And it was just, it was rough, man. So uh, Jason, you know, you were one of the first people who reached out to me. How did you, you know, how did you find out? How did it come out to you? So what happened, I was working and uh, somebody from the East coast texted me and said, have you heard about this crazy rumor that Kobe Bryant got killed? And I said, no. Um, and I looked on Bleacher Report. It wasn't on there. Uh, I think I looked at one more outlet. It wasn't there as well. Then that's when I got the TMC article from him. And I, I clicked on it. Didn't know it was from TFC, TMC. I just clicked on the link and I saw TMC Sports. I was like, oh, they're, they're usually never wrong. It, it, this is probably true. And so that's when I sent it to you, Glenn, and I sent it to another guy who's a really, really, really big Kobe Bryant fan. And he texted me right away and said, it's not on ESPN or nothing, so this isn't true. And I said, uh, it's TMC Sports, and ESPN is usually one of the last people to find out something after everybody else has already known. I think it's true. And then as we you know, have come to find out, uh, it was true. Now, like you said, the passengers, the other passengers, I heard some just crazy stuff that all of his kids were on there and his wife and Rick Fox, like you said, and blah, blah, blah. So that I wasn't really too sure about. But like you said, being that they kept naming different people names, uh, pretty much confirmed that, you know, it happened. And then when I sent it to you, I said, actually, when I sent it to you and a lot of other people, that was the first that a lot of people ever heard about it. Um, yeah. I thought I was like late on it. But um, but yeah, I was breaking it to a lot of people, too, based on. So once you sent me. The, uh, the 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 link, um, you know, I started sending it to other people, and people were just like, "Nah, nah, that's a rumor." Derek flat out just like, "Dude, don't send me this stuff. Like, you 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 know full well this didn't happen. It's not on." He's like, "I'm watching two different basketball games, um, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm watching two different basketball games. They would put it on ESPN. I broke out my phone and went onto my Directv app." Um, and, and, and put on channels and just kept on watching, uh, and, uh, you know, kept on watching, just expecting at any moment, breaking news, this, that, and the other. I was watching CNN. I was watching ESPN. I was watching ESPN news. Um, and, uh, you know, nothing kept, you know, nothing new was breaking. It was, it was just, it was rough. You know, it was, it was rough. And for, like, you know, like, you know, being there was no advantage to uh, to being the first to know um, in that Hello? situation. Yeah. Turn off oh. the video. Um, but there was no advantage to to knowing first in this situation um, because it was it, it was like it just made it hit harder, faster. Like I could have gone. I could have gone until two thirty when when we had all the facts, but but it was what it was. So Jason, uh, just as you, uh, you you dropped real quick, you know I was just filling space, but you were saying you 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 felt like you were you thought you were late, but you were actually, uh, you know, kind well, of yeah. early in. 
Yeah, I thought I was late, but I figured if I was late, you guys would have definitely let me know about it. So it was just like, you know, I didn't want it to be true. I mean, believe me, I was going through stuff, you know, online or whatever, you know, just to make sure, you know, I'm saying this actually happened because, you know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a Kobe guy. I mean, there's so many things I like about him that's not basketball related. But, yeah, so I, I didn't want it to be true. But, you know, I remember I heard Ice Cube say he didn't believe it himself. He texts Kobe, text you know, Kobe, wait, wait, wait for a text back because, you know, something like that. It's like uh, you don't want that to be true, Man, you know. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not an advantage of knowing first. I, I agree with you on that. But it was just it's actually still shocking. I was just thinking about today. I had a couple of high school games I was refereeing. And I just sat down in between, you know, the break between the first and second. I was just told my other part. I was like, man, Kobe's gone, man. It's just, that's just surreal. It just it's doesn't, surreal. you know, yeah, it doesn't seem right. That's a great right, way to so. describe it. So, hey, yeah. along, so along the same lines, one of the things that uh, I was curious about. So, you know, you know, you both know I listen to a ton of podcasts when I drive to and from uh, work and, uh, you know, basically commuting or whatever. And so, you know, the the jump and PTI are two that I listen to a lot and, and, and listening to the jump, especially because they had Paul Pierce and T Mac and, um, you know, they had, uh, uh, Jerry, um, and, uh, I mean, they had a bunch of people, right. The, they had a uh, Mark, Matt Barnes, um, and they were all telling their stories and they were, the, the impact, like Matt Barnes was talking about how his kids were like, kids, yeah. just idolized them and, and T Mac, you know, he was talking about their relationship and how close yeah, they, they were. They lived together. And so what happens when you listen to podcasts, and this is what I was going to say, is that when you get to, when you've listened to all the recent ones, it goes back. And so last week I was traveling. And so after I had listened to the two podcasts for, for Monday and Tuesday, um, it went back and started playing Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, going backwards. And those were all podcasts that were prior to his passing. But they were all about Kobe and LeBron. And it was that was like rough, right? So something transitions real quick. And they're like, all right, here on the jump, we're going to yeah. talk about this weekend's game in Philly where LeBron is going to pass Kobe in, in Kobe's hometown. And, and, you know, how exciting is this? And they're talking about all the stats. And they're having this whole long conversation about Kobe the man and how great he is and what he's doing for for women's sports and how supportive, you know, he is because of Gianna and, and playing all these clips. It was so hard to listen to that stuff where it was not less than a week old about yeah. a man who's no longer here with no warning. It was so rough. Like that was the, one of the things that impacted me the, the most to have all of these conversations out. And so many people are posting their chance encounters. One kid that I saw today literally was at the Mamba Academy that morning. Um, and Kobe walked by and he took a selfie with got Kobe in the picture and Kobe apparently saw it and said, Hey, I'm in a rush. But if you come back tomorrow, Sunday, um, you know, this is a Saturday. He said, come back tomorrow, Sunday. I'll be glad to take a better picture with you. And, Bam. And then one other thing I was going to share, um, I, I'm sure you all heard it. I, I got one of the stories I got to hear was, was Jason Terry. He was on, yeah, uh, I think the jump and he was talking about how he found out and how he was the coach of the AAU team that Kobe's going to coach against. Right. So it was going to be Kobe against jet and their AAU teams 
and how, you know, that was kind of an exciting thing. And, you know, all these people, Matt Barnes talked about how they would be in the same AAU circles and Tracy McGrady and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and he said what he did and, you know, how he stopped. He basically went up to the referees and said, yeah, no more basketball gets played here today. This yeah. is what happened. And, and everything stopped. And then and as hopefully everybody's seen, there's pictures of everybody taking a knee and, um, and they found out, you know, pretty quickly, obviously, because um, they knew what to expect and who to expect and why they weren't there. But the rest of us didn't know. But anyways, I, so, you know, I don't know if you had anything like that, Jason or Glenn, that, that you experienced, but um, several times over the last few days, uh, my poor daughter, Olivia, who I give a ride to school every morning, it's a fairly long ride. It's about a you know half hour, 45 minute ride. Um you know, she's just been inundated with me listening to podcasts about Kobe and the knuckleheads. I re-listened to the knuckleheads podcasts yeah. about with Kobe, with Kobe. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and then all the other ones where they all talk about, I was listening today to Eddie Curry's and, and Nate Robinson. And they were talking, one of yep. the questions they always ask on there is who's your big three. And, and Eddie Curry, uh, no, uh, Nate Robinson was like, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, like, duh. And he's like, then Jordan. <laughs> and he said, I'll play I'll sit on the bench. But it was an immediate, like, who, who, you know, who do you want to roll with? He's like Shaq and Kobe. And you're just like, man. And that's a week or two old. And here we are talking about this guy as if he's here and he's gone. Like, it was a lot of, that was a lot of rough stuff for me. I don't know if you guys have any types of experiences like that. Uh, so in my, like, I bought the Mamba Mentality book maybe two or three months ago. Um, I've had Kobe's book on my on my dresser for a few months. And I bought it. And this was because of the dedication that Kobe showed to his craft, basketball, and then now the second career. And I'm like, all right, strictly, one, obviously I'm a Laker fan, and my whole, what, Kobe came in the league when I was like 13. So that's really when I started watching Hoop. Um, And he was, you know, I remember the 96 draft class he came in with, one of the best draft classes ever, and watching the whole career, and had Kobe jerseys, and, you know, I, I... I mean, I'm a Laker fan, right? So obviously we're winning championships and dude is becoming the greatest right in front of my eyes. So I bought the book and had it on my on my dresser for inspiration. Like anytime, you know, you should if you look up and see mama mentality, you know, like, all right, let me get out of bed, bro. And go do what I go do something. I can't just be in here chilling. So I bought it like that. So I get that Sunday. I'm, I'm in bed chilling. I'm on I'm always on Twitter and Instagram. I'm like the social social media Steve all the dang time I get it. So I saw, you know, Kobe killed in helicopter crash. And I'm like, what? So instantly I'm asking, I got the Google home saying, I'm like, hey, Google, did something happen to Kobe? Kobe Bryant is an NBA player, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, she'd say something. So then I'm on my phone, nothing. And then my phone starts blowing up. I text you guys. And I think you text me back, Brian, like, no, it's real. And this is all happening in real time. So then from there, it's literally every post Every other like when when I'm looking at social media and it's not Kobe, I'm like, what is this? Like it's it's to that point now. So everything is Kobe, and I'm just seeing like you said, the stories. I saw um I I saw the thing with Matt Barnes, him and Stephen Jackson had him on their podcast. It was a great interview, um and Kobe just talking to them about you know situations and games and how he loves being a father, etc. And I saw that, and then they post like Brian, you sent me something of him talking to like it's probably early late nineties talking to a whole, like I saw Sebastian Telfair in there. I think LeBron was in there talking to a bunch of the young guys. Then you hear, it was the year that he won his first championship and it was the ABCD camp that LeBron was at. Yeah. So so Telfair and yeah. 
to all that kind of stuff. Just um, seeing footage of Gianna hooping and him talking about how much of a, how curious she was about the game and how he started getting into watching basketball because of her and just watching all this, you know, Kobe being such a fierce competitor, a lot of people were in this, you know, he didn't have time for interviews when he was playing because he's trying to win championships. He doesn't have time for friends. He's not trying to do that. Like, all he cares about is who. It's almost instantaneously, like, the day after, like, moments after the 60-point game, his last game, he is smiling, talking, hey, it's over, you know, speaking in Spanish to to, um, interviewers. Just, you know, you could just see, I guess, him coming out. And Lou Williams told a story like that, how, because him and Lou, they played together, right, a few years back. And Lou was saying, man, I think you, this is all a front. Like, you act like you're this big tough guy and this first competitor, but you're really one of the nicest guys ever. And um, he's like, you know, you do all this stuff, but really you're super nice. And the all the media around him says, well, what did Kobe say? And he was like, oh, he said BS. But obviously, Lou said the real thing. But just all those stories. And now it's like, man, so much stuff I didn't know about Kobe that's coming out. Um, seeing how it tore Shaq up, how... Jerry West considered, I mean, it would make sense, right? He'd be his son because he was like 17 and comes to L.A. and Jerry West and Jerry West's son are, are like his best friends. You know what I mean? Like eating at Jerry West's crib, staying at his crib, like T-Mac, same kind of thing. They stayed together, like just the the deep familial bonds that he had with all these people. And I think a lot of us felt, too, because, I mean, how many Kobe games did you watch? Brian, me and you together watched. When I lived with you, we watched... <sighs> Man, we used to a lot. We watched when when, when Time Warner was tripping and we couldn't get the Laker games. We watched it on a iPad. Yep, like we're Laker fans, so it just is crazy to to think. You know, it's like it's just surreal to me. It's kind of like when Jordan passed. I mean, not Jordan. Excuse me. Hey, MJ, man, don't do it. Don't you do it? Excuse me, Michael Jackson. It's like it's not. It's still not real to me. Prince. It's. Still, I was it just, walk away from that. It just doesn't. When that happened. When that happened, Michael, when Michael Jackson passed, I was working a block away from the UCLA hospital and two blocks away from the house that he was staying in. Yeah. Two, like three blocks from there. It's, it was crazy. Yeah. It just doesn't, you're like, what? It just doesn't feel, yeah. it's, it's never real. real. And I think people that have that kind of impact, it lives on there. It's so like, it's going to live forever. Right. It's a, it's Tupac is big. Like, it's just like you just can't believe like why are they still not here to do more things but the things that they did do will never die but it's still just like oh man and then everyone else who's who was who passed who you know i just think about the girls on the team like they were so young and didn't even have a chance to do you know i mean but i mean when it's your time it's your time it's your time it's just like i still don't believe it like it's not it's just i don't think it's gonna be real to me like there's just there's no benefit for it to be real to me if that makes sense there's been yeah. three or four distinct times where I was like, okay, joke's over. Let's get the, let, let's, you know, let's start talking about the next thing. Kobe's going to be all right. Right. Like it just, um, but like I said, the, the kid aspect of it, I have a hard time anytime I hear about children passing that I don't know. Right. That I have, yeah, you definitely. know, that I have no connection with at all article on a thing. And it talks about a child passing yeah. as a father with kids of every age, practically, um, you know, whatever that story is, hits home. Um, and I, I, I obviously never met um, Gianna and, and certainly didn't meet any of these other uh, children, but one of them was named Alyssa. My daughter's name is Alyssa. You know, don't think yeah. that that was lost on me for a moment. Um, and they were the same age as my, my oldest daughter, Olivia. 
and and then just the day before i'm at a memorial for yeah for a, a, yeah. another child like prayers, prayers man yeah it's just it's just it's, it's heavy man like it's it's that getting, yeah man having to face your own mortality is like i think we all know right you all know yeah. And we do, I mean, truthfully, I know every, like, you know, I'm thankful every single day because we drive a lot, right? And most, I mean, a lot of people pass away in car accidents. I've been in, you know, in a major car accident. Brian, I know you were in one some years back, yeah. right? But it's just crazy to have to, like you said, man, Superman's not supposed to die, right? So when, yeah. if Kobe, it's like, what? What? No one's, yeah. You know, so weird, this is a weird kind of tangent, but in TV shows, the star never dies. That has always been the theme. And one of my favorite TV shows, and Glenn, your favorite TV shows, what <laughs> yeah. made it different about yeah. The Wire yeah. was that there was no star who was safe. You never knew if McNulty or, you know, McNulty was one of the few people who did survive the whole show. Yeah. But, um, but you never knew if one of the major characters that were there right now, especially at the beginning of the show, by the, by the fifth season, you knew what was up. And and Kobe was the star of the show. Yeah. You know, Kobe wasn't even playing anymore. But when he was at a basketball game, yep. he was the star of the show. When they were talking about LeBron, um, you know, it was about referencing Kobe and, and how his and Kobe's acceptance of LeBron and to the family now, you know, you need to respect that, love that. There's no war between us. We are family. Get on board, right? Kobe was the star of the show. The star of the show is not supposed to die. And, and so, you know, there was, there was a huge element to that. Like, nah. And if you look around LA, like I have a, an office right in downtown, a couple blocks from Staples Center. The lights come on at night and they, it's all lit up uh, in purple and gold. The Gores group where I used to work, they lit up their office um, in purple and gold. Um, you know, there's, the, the, there's still a memorial going on, an ad hoc memorial, not one that was set up in front of Staples. Um, I know people, Calabasas is not far from me. Um, and I know a lot of people who live over there who were blocks away from the accident when it happened and then also have gone over there and there's an ad hoc memorial over there. Like the star is not supposed to die for the show. And that's exactly kind of what it felt like. Like LA lost its star, the star of its TV show. Um, and, and, uh, well, I'll say one more thing, uh, Everyone who's listened to this show for a long time knows I'm not a huge LeBron fan. Never really have been. Um, oddly enough, the person who has made me a LeBron fan over the last couple months has been Kobe. Because Kobe has been like, you know, I'm supportive of him passing me on upper third in the list. Um, you know, I reach out. And then what LeBron did is he's like, look, I'm putting it on myself to carry to this next step in honor of Kobe. I thought it was humbling how he handled it. Um, and so, yeah. you know, while he's never been my favorite player before, I'm rooting for him like nobody's business going forward oh, man. because I feel like he's taking the mantle for, for us. Yeah, but also, um, you know, I, when Kobe was representing, I think Dwight Howard or somebody, where they didn't want to go to L.A. or only wanted to come to L.A. for certain conditions and something like that. L.A. is not for everybody. So I think Kobe had respect for LeBron that he took on the challenge of L.A. and to try to bring the Lakers yeah. a championship, whereas not all players want that burden of responsibility. So, I mean, that says something about 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 LeBron. And I think Kobe saw that. And so I think that's one reason, the main reason why Kobe supported LeBron and said, hey, he's one of us. He's willing to take on the challenge of being a Los Angeles Laker. And so I think I think that helped as well. 
have y'all seen like um i mean this is kind of a switch but like all the the different tributes like all the murals and basketball courts painted and cities yeah. changing yeah. their uh hats like crazy buildings crazy. Yeah. yeah building lights of purple and and gold all over the the country all over the world and oh man it's it's crazy like i knew how big you know how big someone is but like it's man something about like this that just that finality on the physical yeah. plane my man my wife is not a huge basketball fan but all week she has taken time to research one of the most important things to her actually was you know who did all of these people who were not kobe and gianna um leave behind he you know she did research to find out you yeah. know about the Acabelli, like every Acabelli, single family yeah. like this person left back this person left this person behind and that person behind because it was so important to her to you know commiserate with the the other people um and yeah. and and understand that right like she really wanted to understand the whole tragedy the whole loss yeah. um because there are some people who the little girl whose name, you know, was Alyssa, that her loss was, was greater than the Kobe for Kobe for me. And for a lot of people, it was Kobe because we had a, a connection with them, but the, uh, but the world, her, you know, for, for a lot of got, people, for parents, I think they have two brothers. Yeah. They have a brother and a sister. So they lost brother and a sister, both one parents older and yeah. And a sister, which is just well, un- unimaginable. Yeah. One, the, there was an older sibling who was from a, pri- a previous relationship. And then there was a younger sibling who's now, Okay. You, um, yeah, Dre did the research. Left behind. Got, it. Got it. Yeah. 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 And she comes in and she'd be like, did you know this? Did you know that? And then I never, I've never done my, this much research on the NTSB website. Like I could tell you everything, what they found, what they think, how it happened, what kind of, what, you know, when the, when the air, when the, sorry, when the helicopter was, was, was commissioned, it's, it's, it's um, maintenance history, you know, when the FCC made the recommendation to have the terrain warning, like, because because I keep on feeling like maybe if I do just a little bit more research, it'll come up with, and here's why Kobe's still good. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Kobe's still like, but not the case anymore. Um, I had another, Jason, which, is there a particular tribute that you heard about? You know, there's obviously the logo and some other ones. Like, is there one that you think, what would you do? What would you do? Which ones, are the, which are the ones that you've heard about do you think are, or most fitting or appropriate you know, I, or cool or you know, to be like, perfectly to be perfectly honest with you, man, when they start talking about Kobe, I just can't I can't listen. It's just it's, it's rough, just, man. That, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just really rough. Now, the all star game thing I heard about where they were eight and twenty fours and the, the NBA logo, those are the only two that I've heard. Um I, I don't think the logo because I just think that can be just a lot of people. Um the all star tribute though, I, I think that's kind of cool to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, that everybody wears eight on one team, everybody wears 24 on another team. Uh, I'm sure there's others, um, you know, there are other good ones. I just haven't heard them because, like I said, whenever somebody starts talking about Kobe on TV, I just – I pretty much just turn the channel, man, because it, it's it's halfway I don't want to believe it, but I know it's true. Another half yeah. is just too sad and just too shocking for me to even, you know, to even listen, you know what I mean? But I skip a lot of the stuff on Instagram that I see. Some of it I can listen to. Like we just talking basketball, having conversation. Some of it with his family, like when it's pictures of him and Gianna and and all that oh, stuff, man. that it breaks me down. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's like, damn, there goes my allergies. Yeah, but uh, but then you got those idiots on social media. They'll start saying negative things, like about like about do the it. whole Colorado thing. And it's like I can't hate when people act like they're perfect or like they've never done anything wrong because everybody has a past and done things that they shouldn't have done. Everybody, I don't give a damn who it is. And it's like when we all pass away. 
there could always be a a butt on everybody's eulogy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's not even about that. It's about what Kobe meant to you know a lot of people. What he meant to the game of basketball. What he meant as a father, whatever son, whatever. I mean, it's about celebration. You know of his life. And I just hate when people try to always say, well, you know, buddy did this, buddy did that. And it's like, well, when you pass away, we could just say the same thing if your stuff is found out. You know what I mean? But you did. Most people don't have a butt. They got a full ass. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's not necessary. But yeah, so yeah, but I'm interested to hear about the other tributes so that you guys have uh, have heard of, because I haven't. Glenn, were there any particular tributes that you heard about that you thought were, uh, you know, I'm glad to go first, but uh, I wouldn't. I mean, to me, Jerry West is the one who saw the greatness in Kobe, and the NBA logo is iconic. Don't mess with it. Um, and like like Jason said, there's so many people you could change. Now, the ones I've seen, like with Kobe shooting a jumper and the uh, purple and gold, put that on some shirts for sure. I'll take one of those. But I think the logo you keep. If it was me, which, yeah. But which ones do you like the most? As opposed, to, like which um, ones are you like? I hope they do that one. I mean, just to me, the best parts have just been the different cities, like lighting up purple and, and and gold for Kobe. I haven't heard anything that's like overly amazing that they're talking about doing. That's like, so, oh, that's great. But I mean, everyone's doing the tribute right before the game. And uh, the Clippers, I just watched theirs and Paul George narrated it. And that was cool. What I would do is I would put, you remember Kobe's last game, you had the eight on one half and the 24 on the other half. I would definitely put that on the floor for the rest of the season for the Lakers at the very least. But I don't, there's nothing I heard that's, you know, like, how do you, so, there was a, how do you, tra- you know was, what I mean? What can you do? Well, there was a bunch that I actually thought were really moving and, and some of them moved me a little bit more than others. Like the, the first of all, the ad hoc, the, the ones before literally there were, was a game going on when it happened, right before when it happened. And, and they with prompting without anyone talking to them said, Oh, well, we're going to take the 24 second violations. And that's become a thing since then. But a game started at 11, right? Or it was, no, yeah, it was noon, excuse me. It was 11, 11.30, something like that, right, right in there. And so they didn't have time to orchestrate that, but they both teams took 24-second warning. Two teams took an eight-second uh, backcourt yeah. violation. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I, I got to give Mark Cuban a lot of respect. Before the day closed on Sunday, he's like, no one will wear 24 for the Dallas Mavericks organization ever again, period. And then the, over the next couple of days, so many players yeah. um, who had the numbers 24 and or 8 said, he said, you don't have to retire it. I'm just not going to wear it. I'm going to switch to 11. I'm going to switch to 26. Uh, I thought was yeah. I thought that was super moving when they talked about that, 26 being 24 plus 2, Gianna's number. Um, uh, what Connecticut did, uh, talking about, you know, putting the, 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 mm-hmm. the number two Jersey, because she, you know, she always said, I'm going to go to UConn. I'm going to play at UConn. Um, and her number was two. So they did a tribute with her for her number. Um, I, so I had not even yeah. chance to tell you, uh, last week I agreed to play in a basketball league. I haven't played in a long time in an organized league. And and when I was asked my number for my number a couple of days ago, I, was, I think it was Tuesday, I was like, I'm doing 26 too. And it was, I think, it was the same time that I saw uh, Quinn Cook's thing. And I uh, thought Spencer, that was Spencer really... Dinwiddie. Quinn Cook. Okay, Dinwiddie. Quinn yeah. Cook is 28 for the same reason. 28. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I did 26, the 24 plus two uh, for that. And because I just thought it was, you know, it's it's it, it recognized one you know, more completely, uh, you know, obviously, um, 
I don't I don't know enough about the other folks to to try and tribute to them because I, I would I would if I did, but I don't. Um, so I thought those were really great. I, obviously, uh, I think the Lakers will obvi- and, and the NBA will, will hopefully have a patch. There's been talk of that, but they're already wearing black stripes, a black stripe on their their jerseys for David Stern, um, which was only you know a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, well, they actually had and, Kobe uh, jerseys. They had the Black Mama jerseys he designed last year. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and uh, um, so there's a lot of. There's a lot of the tributes, but those are some of the ones that were more moving. You know, I thought it was really great um, of Mark Cuban to so quickly. Um, Popovich can be one of the most thoughtful people in an interview and one of the most crass and jerk type people in an interview. Uh, but when he was asked after the game, I thought he summed it up quickly. Tough loss, hard fought game, but who cares? Um, you know, and then he would be said his piece about Kobe. Um, you know, because that was the thing. And then seeing Carmelo, um, Steph, you know, all these other people, I think, I think, I think it, it made it just really clear to me more than I ever knew or could under, could have understood just how much Kobe meant to people. Um, you know, I know we got to get onto our next subject we got, but, uh, but yeah, you know, maybe, uh, what else, real, what else real you got? quick so yeah. for the, um, all-star game, what they're going to to tribute Kobe, we talked about the the jerseys, but what happens is there's a new format. So you're going to have, um, instead of the points rolling quarter to quarter like a normal game, the scores are going to reset after each quarter. So first quarter reset, you know, so it's 26-27, whatever. You, you bank that, and then the next you go into the next quarter and 0-0, zero, zero, and you start over. And then those points roll, right? So the winner of each respective quarter will receive 100000 to donate to the charity of their choice, right? West or East, right? Or Team LeBron, Team Giannis, or however it goes. And then at the end, each team's points through the first three quarters are combined. And they, they're going to set a final target score, right? Where that final target score is 24 points added to the point total for the team in the league, in the lead. So if the cumulative cumulative score for the first three quarters is 100 to 95, the final target score would be set to 124 points. So the team who had 100 points would need to score 24 additional points in the fourth quarter before the team with 95 scores 29 points. So basically they add... This is complicated. Yeah, they add, basically they add... Yeah, right. You, com- you add the two scores, and then whatever that number is, you add Kobe's jersey number 24 to it and the winning whoever was leading the first three quarters needs to score 24 points to win the other team needs to score 24 plus whatever their deficit the was difference. Yeah. yeah so that's what they're trying to do um they, so they add kobe's number in there and then you know they use 24 to specifically for kobe and then i'm sure they'll have jerseys and it's you know the, the all-star game is going to be yeah so yeah that's kind of that but yeah it's it's tragic and i'll never <laughs> I, I'll never believe it. I had Kobe jerseys. I think I had the Olympic jersey too. And like, I'm like, dang, I wish I still had them because now it's going to be hard to get it back. Because you know, anytime something like this happens, everybody goes crazy like buying them now. I got a, I got a Kobe bobblehead still sitting in a box. My wife showed it to me today. She said I was sitting in the bed and I looked over at the the bookshelf and I saw Kobe staring back at me. She's like, did you remember you had that? I totally didn't. That's dope. You know, I get all, I go to a lot of games. Yeah, get a lot of little stuff. And uh, yeah, I got you know get I get those things. I bring them home. I put them on a shelf somewhere. 
Um, and, uh, and she pointed out that I still had like a, a Kobe right. bobblehead still unopened in a box that I just kind of thrown in the corner sometime. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a collector. Were you, too. were you guys able to get a listen, uh, look at that video I sent you guys from Instagram? Which uh, one? No. I've seen so it, many. It was a clip, uh, with LeBron imitating, uh, Kobe. Yeah, the, oh, the yeah, yeah, I've seen that one okay. a few different times. I haven't seen it recently, but I, yeah. it was great. Oh, okay. It, what he basically says, you know what this means? Means yeah. Kobe means to get the hell out the way. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and, he shot, and he shot the little fade away like Kobe, and yeah, they all started cracking. That was kind of funny, actually. That was really um, funny. All right, well. Yeah, well, man. God uh, rest his soul. All, yeah, to everyone everyone who was lost in that in that tragedy. So, bless you all. Yeah, exactly. Good uh, point. It's been a weird, it's a weird week, man, because it's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week, it's, yeah. It's Who weird. Knew? I've never... I've never seen like a, especially, and the Niners are playing, I'm out here and no one is talking about, no, I can't say no one. I take that back, but you know what I mean? It's not the dominant yeah. story. Like it, it's not, the, yeah. be. it's not the same thing. It used to be that this week, man, we would know the shoelace color of the, the third string DB by no. now, usually on a Super Bowl week. And, and, you know, obviously this week has not been the case, but, mm-hmm. but it is Super Bowl week. Yep. Uh, Jason's got some things to be excited about. His team is in the, in the game. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, Jason. I have to apologize every time because I thought you were insane when you said they were even going to make Look, the playoffs. Yeah, it was, but yeah, but Jason also said they wouldn't make the championship, so even he gets to apologize to himself a little bit. He was like, right, "Yeah, we're going to get there." Well, <laughs> I, well, to- I can I can honestly say I did not. I'm, I'm with you. I, I didn't think Super Bowl. I did not start. I didn't think Super Bowl until they played those back to back games against Baltimore. And the Saints. I came away very impressed uh, after both of the games. That's when I thought they actually had a chance to go to Super Bowl. But yeah. then I also said it depends on the matchups. Yeah. And if they got first seed. Because I said if they got first, uh, they didn't get the first seed in the playoffs, they, they wouldn't won three. They wouldn't have won three straight road games and, and go to the Super Bowl. So, man, I guess everything worked out for them. Man. Nice. Crazy. All right. Well, let's let's dive. We're going to jump into this? Yeah. Let's um, do it. I mean, it's – I'm still in, in, in shock. But losing all them games, Jimmy G going down and getting that second round pick and getting the rookie of the year. And I mean that yeah. the second pick, not second round, second pick in the draft. That not just the rookie of the year though. He's one of the best defensive players in the game right now. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I mean, if you if you you know if you were looking at players on the line that you wanted for your team, I'm gonna ma- imagine one of their names is gonna be Bosa. What's uh, what's crazy? I'm he just got two shots at it too. Give a, a quick shout out to the to the boy Max Crosby for the Raiders who actually had the same numbers plus a couple more um passes defensed. But he plays on the Raiders and so it didn't matter. But carry on. <laughs> wow. it didn't matter to their their record, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's harder to do when you don't have anyone else on the line. But yeah, still, exactly. Still uh so shout out to him, but yeah, it's man Super Bowl week, and I'm I'm interested to see Coop and and Brian what you guys think because usually top defense wins over top offense, but the Niners' offense ain't no joke either. Like they they score too, so I'm interested. I mean, when you got you know you're not facing you know okay Kirk Cousins no diss or um, Rogers who couldn't really like you you're facing that dude. So I'm interested to see kind of what wrinkles Andy Reid and the Chiefs put in to keep that defense off balance. Well, you know I'm in a point spread league, so um, I ain't got time to be, you know, faithful and lose money. You know what I'm saying? I got to do my research and, you know, figure out the best team to take in certain circumstances. But just looking at – I didn't do my preparation for this game until Monday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I just started uh, just pouring through things. You know, everybody was pretty much saying the same stuff last week about both teams. And, you know, you kind of want to 
get a, a fresh view on things. And so, first of all, when you're just looking at the schedule, um, the four, I, I believe that the the two teams, these two teams should be in the Super Bowl. I mean, KC beat oh, yeah, the AFC definitely. leading, you know, uh, New England Patriots. They beat the uh, NF- AFC South leading Houston, uh, was it Texans? And then uh, I forgot the other team. Oh, Baltimore Ravens. They beat them the last time they had played them. So, I think KC, you know, who I, I thought they should be in the Super Bowl, and they are in they're in the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the 49ers, they beat the, the the Green Bay Packers, who won their division. They beat the Saints, who won their division. They didn't get a chance to play Philly, but they did play Seattle a couple times, and you know, won one, lost one. And so, I think with the 49ers schedule, I believe that they're they're more battle tested than KC personally, and they've won games in tougher spots. I don't care what anybody says. That New Orleans Saints game is the most impressive game that uh, the 49ers played. It was a week after playing the Baltimore Ravens and losing off a last-second field goal. Knowing that the defense is not going to have the same energy in New Orleans, Jimmy G pretty much had to get into a shootout with a team that has the best home field advantage in the NFL, and they came out on top. Now, if you ask me if Saints would have got the ball last, they probably would have won. But, you know, it didn't end up like that. And, you know, the um, 49ers ended up winning the game 48-46. But as I'm doing my analysis, I'm just looking and just pouring through things. I, this Super Bowl, it seems like I've seen it before. Um, I saw it when Dan Marino and the uh, Miami Dolphins played the 49ers Super Bowl. I saw it when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Raiders in the Super Bowl. I saw it when the Denver Broncos played the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Um, it, it, it just seems like, this isn't going to go well to me for Casey. Um, I just think they're at a severe disadvantage. At dis- they have disadvantages that people just aren't talking about, like like the previous Super Bowls I just mentioned. Like, for instance, with Tampa Bay, their defense was the number one, it was just a top pass defense in the league, and they were undefeated when they scored 24 points or more. Nobody ever talked about that. Everybody just talked about the Raiders' offense, which was good that year, but they forget who they played in the playoffs. They played an overmatched Jets team and a really bad secondary uh, in the the Titans, and they pretty much blew both of those teams out, and they ran into Tampa Bay, and things didn't go so well. And also Uh, the former coach, but carry on. Yeah, true. That's true. But the personnel for Tampa Bay was was really, really good. Um, I see the same thing with KC. Um, Their corners are just not good. Fuller and Breland, um, they have the most, you know, penalty flags of any db tandem in the league um no team has had more defensive holding penalties than the chiefs which is not good um only two teams have racked up more penalty yards than the chiefs this year uh jacksonville jaguars and oakland raiders those the the three those three are the most undisciplined teams in the league and they've given up the fourth most yards to tight ends this year which isn't good because kills is one of the top two tight ends in the nfl furthermore as i look more into it uh i saw what detroit did to limit Kansas City, and I saw what New England did last year when they played to limit Kansas City, and also what the Chargers have done. I really looked at the Chargers because the Chargers and the 49ers actually run the same defense. So I looked at uh, the Chargers' stats against Mahomes the last two games, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 356 yards. That's pretty good to hold to hold Mahomes to those stats in two games. Um, also, also, the 49ers can, can play less than perfect and win this game. I think KC will have to make will have to play close to perfect and also rely on some mistakes from San Francisco to win this game. And the reason why is because KC is not a complete team. It's pretty much Mahomes is passing and hope for the best. 
Um, that works, in the, I think, in the AFC. I don't think you can get away with that an entire game against a good team in the NFC. Um, the Chiefs are – they're good for fantasy football and good for TV, but I just don't see them winning the Super Bowl, especially since the 49ers have won in every way imaginable this season. True. Um, the, the Chiefs' offensive line is just at a disadvantage against San Francisco's defensive line. And also, KC's defense is 26th in the league at stopping the run. Compare that to the Packers, which was 23rd, and the Vikings, which are 13th, and the 49ers ran through both of those defenses. So if they really wanted to, I'm sure they can run through Kansas City's defense, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I think the 49ers are going to come out passing. Um, I do too. The reason why is because the 49ers haven't passed much the last two games, so Kansas City really has nothing to even go by on tape to actually study. Yep. Uh, yep. I think the combination of their linebackers not you know, being pretty slow and their DBs not good, um, they're, they're – their safeties are pretty much, you know, a, a little bit above average, I guess, but I don't think that's enough uh, to stop the 49ers. And I, I just can't see the 49ers, uh, I mean, the, uh, was it Kansas City's offensive line imposing their will or their defensive line imposing their will on San Francisco, whereas I could see the opposite. Um, I see the 49ers putting up at least 30 points in this game and that Jimmy Garoppolo will take home the, uh, the MVP trophy. Um, I think the 49ers win by at least seven points. I just don't think it's going to be as close as everybody thinks. Um, it's just too many uh, matchup deficiencies that KC has. And I, it wouldn't be surprised me if this game got out of hand midway through the second quarter. Mm. B? Well, I had to mute myself because I didn't want to jump all over a lot of the stuff that you Thank were you. saying. Um, anyways, uh, so I don't see the same result <clears throat> um, for a myriad of different reasons. I, I won't run down um a bunch of the numbers that you did i've seen a lot of the numbers uh, i didn't do the history lesson that you did but uh, i did look at it and, and here's some things that that i see that kind of play into the the way i view it um one I, I think kansas city just had a game where they played a similar strategy I'm not saying it's going to be the same game but the the titans were very dependent on the run they only gave um, the quarterback, the opportunity to pass in limited situations. They, you know, they played good enough defense uh, to to you know limit the other opportunities, and they slowed down um, a dynamic runner in Derrick Henry. Whereas in, in most art, most art has been that same type of runner, a dynamic runner. Um, there are different types of runners. Derrick Henry runs by uh, runs through you. Most art runs around you um, and beside you. But, uh, you know, either way, it's about filling gaps and, and, and maintaining your, your uh, presence. Um, I don't see Garoppolo all of a sudden after going an entire playoff of doing almost nothing to going and, and then becoming the, the MVP. I, I just I don't see how that um, makes sense. I can understand why, as you said, that they might try and open up the game by passing um, to try and give a different look. But the KC defense, while nowhere near as good as the 49er defense, um, is solid and has proven to be solid uh, when it mattered the most. One point that you made that I, I completely agree with is if this game gets out of hand early, you know, KC's not coming back like it did for, did for two games, right? It's not coming back on a, in a Super Bowl from a big hole. It has happened in Super Bowls, but... Um, the 49ers, if they get a lead and they have Mustard um, moving, can absolutely maintain that lead going forward. So why is it that I think that that I would choose KC? 
um, if, I, if I'm being asked to pick someone. Uh, it's, it's, it's real simple. Patrick Mahomes is not in a limited offense, like you said. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has Tyreek Hill, who is one of the fastest players uh, in football. He is not limited. It's not like he, it's not like he is good because uh, Mahomes is, is great. He's good because he's good. Damian Williams has proven that he can be a reliable but not outstanding uh, running back option. Uh, you know, Travis Kels is, in my opinion, the second best uh, tight end to, to, to Kittle. Um, I think Kittle's probably the best. But there are, there are plenty of very fast, quick options, and Mahomes knows how to use them. Uh, and that, that offense can be outright dangerous. Now, um, there have been instances where, where the strategy, you know, let's just throw it up um, and, and pass for a billion yards hasn't worked. You use Dan Marino as a perfect example. Uh, I would argue that we have a generational talent. I think you and I both agree on that and, and Mahomes and, and, you know, generational talents have the ability to do some miraculous things. When Rogers had his Super Bowl win, he was not far off um, from being thought of the same way we think of, of Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes now. So anyways, I see the game going a little bit like this. Um, if, if, if the 49ers win, it would not shock me. At this point in time, I have no ability to be shocked by anything the 49ers do because anytime we say that they're not going to do something or I say <laughs> they're not going to do something, they do it, right? Um, and so, you know, if they were to go out there and play strong defense, um, get a little bit of a lead and hold on to it on the running game, I, I don't see uh, Garoppolo being the MVP. But, um, but if they were to do that, I, I'd say hats off to him. Congratulations. I, I don't predict any type of blah. But, the re- but I do think that the KC defense is solid enough. It's proven that throughout the playoffs. They've locked down after some slow starts. They've locked down um, some very solid teams and, and, and done what they needed to do to win those games. And Mahomes has been uh, phenomenal when, when it came down to it and, and been able to lead his team back. Uh, I think I like your number at 30 for, for the, the, the 49ers. I was going to say 28. Um, 28, 30, it's, it, you know, I don't think that, I don't think either of us think that's the difference in the game. You thought it was a seven point spread. Um, I just see, uh, Kansas city being able to perform enough, um, and do enough. Uh, and I think Tyreek Hill could very well go buck wild on the 49ers defense because they don't have the speed to match up with him. Um, and if you run, we were talking about, yeah, exactly. But that's it. It's not, it's not a knock on, it's not saying the 49er defense sucks. It's just a recognizing a, a, an amazing talent in Tyreek Hill and summer Olympics team. Yeah. And, and one play that I have not seen anybody from any team be able to stop is when he starts breaking into the middle and it looks like he's going to do a slant, right? A, a, A low slant. People jump the route, and then he turns upfield, and it's a foot race. Bye bye. And the, uh, yeah, and and the only chance you have is, and Jason and I were talking about this in just a, a passing conversation. I think it was last week. The only chance you have is to have that 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 one high safety who makes sure that he keeps him in front of him. But at that point in time, you're giving up yardage. If he catches it, it's it's not it's not a five yard slant anymore. It's now a 15, 20 yard play. Um, and I don't, I've yet to see how people stop that. And and more often than not, what you end up doing is you end up backing the defense off and then giving Mahomes the, 
the, the the five and seven yard plays, and and he just knows how to to take 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 teams apart with that. So, anyways, my choice, um, and my guess, this is you know after looking at all of this and, and seeing what I see, is that KC will will likely be the one that I think pulls it out. If it goes the other way direction, like I said, I am well past the point of telling telling people what the 49ers cannot do. Uh, yeah. They could absolutely win this game. They're in the Super Bowl. They earned it. Um, they've done exactly what they needed to do to get there. As Jason has mentioned, um, you know they've they've won some some amazing games and played Every amazing games in back to back situations to to yeah to win games that you know maybe on maybe if you looked at it even at the game like Jason even mentioned New Orleans had another opportunity they may have won it didn't work out that they they won the game respect to them um, but I just think KC has enough defense and more weapons on offense um, and has a, is a little bit more dynamic and can do a little bit more thing, more, more things, um, to get themselves out of a pinch if they get there. Uh, and that's that now having said all of that, it, it I, 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 you know, I, I, there's a couple things that make me uh, make 49ers an emotional favorite for me. One, um, Sherman and Kobe's relationship, um, two, uh, the young man who recently passed that I went to the memorial service was apparently a 49er fan by, by, I guess his father and mothers, um, you know, handing it off to him. He had lots of, we saw lots of pictures and videos and, and tons of them were in 49er gear and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's like kind of, kind of root <laughs> a little bit, yeah. um, independent of, right. There's mind and heart. My mind tells me that the Kansas city matchup, makes more sense to me to have a victory. Uh, my heart kind of tells me, man, it'd be cool to see these things that I have seen, um, you know, have the 49ers kind of pull something up because, you know, it'd be cool to think that the, the this little kid's favorite team won and Kobe has a relationship with Sherman and, and you know, his, his the guy he knew won and so on and so forth. But, exactly. um, but anyway, that's kind of what I see. And that's how, that, that's kind of where I get with it. Um, you know, good the, luck. You know, the bad you, thing. Of, go ahead. No, I so say, you know, the bad thing, if KC loses, everybody's going to pounce on Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Really and that's like. just wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's wrong. True. It really is. <laughs> like, sometimes it really is wrong. I, you know, oh, games, I'll you take can Andy lose Reed. games and be a good team. Yeah. Like, I don't, people. Someone has to. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A good exactly. team is going to lose Sunday. A great team a good, is going to exactly. lose Exactly. A good team is going to lose on Sunday, right? Um, definitely. And, and it's unfair to blame him. He's not a choke artist. Right. You know, he's just been an awesome coach. It's almost like in, in talking about Andy Reid, it's almost like people blame him for being a very good coach. Yeah. Because if he were not making the playoffs and this was his first playoff appearance and he's going to the, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, he's a dynamo. Right. Hey. Instead, he's been consistently awesome. He consistently gets his team in the playoffs. He consistently yeah. finds a way to use the pieces that he's been given. He's been a, an amazing talent evaluator for several years. He's, you know, he's yeah. been an evil genius with how to use speed when you see what he's doing with yeah. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and, and Mahomes. I, I, I too really like. He, was, um, I, he had Alex Smith I, I looking like solid, bro. Alex Smith yeah. was solid over well, here, bro. I, I think, I, obviously, I, we, yeah, go on. <laughs> I, I didn't know that um, Andy, Andy Reid had to be convinced. Uh, for the, the KC, I forgot the GM was at the time. 
he told Andy Reid he was yep. going to draft Mahomes, and, and Andy Reid was not and, all in on him. Nope. He was not yeah. at all. Yeah. I wish he had to be convinced to take him. Yeah. Or, or, or also, that worked out for him really well because he just kept him employed for the next 10, 12 years. But, but yeah, that was uh, that was second. And then Kyle Shanahan said he scouted him a little bit, but really didn't go too far, you know, into it. So that just proves you just never know sometimes, and you know, in the NFL, well, who's think- going to be great. Also, the system is so important. I think people often forget, like, that's a tribute to Andy Reid. It's a tribute to Shanahan because the pieces that you guys have had, you guys have made good moves, but you can put Mostert was cut from hella teams. Jimmy G, is, yeah. is, he's solid, bro, but you can't, like, to me, you know. He's you not considered. Yeah, yeah you, you, put him, yeah. you put him on our team, you know, you put him on the Raiders. What is he looking like? You know, he's looking like Derek Carr probably. And no diss to D.C. because That's my guy, but I'm just saying, like. I think it's a compliment to say that if you're saying that that Garoppolo and Derek Carr could look the same given different same situations. It's more talking about the pieces yeah, well, around yeah, yeah. them than it Absolutely. is themselves, right? Absolutely. But I mean, you know, I just look at the plays and the and the design of the plays, and just Shanahan is like the boy's cold, but he's, you know, last year was the same kind of thing, right? You had Belichick, and you had to start up with. Um, McVeigh. McVeigh, and the defense held him, but they, you know, the the OGs did it. So um, again, you have Brady, you know, so it's obviously there's multiple differences, but I'm just. I think the Niners have enough. They have the defense, right? So I think they can slow down yeah. the Chiefs some. And I think their offense is also a top offense, which people don't really speak of. But they are a top yeah. offense and can definitely they get with. Yeah. They can definitely get with. Basically, to me, the, their offense matches better with the defense, and the defense can for the Niners can slow the Chiefs down a little bit. Um, the issue is going to be Mahomes, though. I think if Mahomes gets wiggly, like he can. You know, you can have all this great line talent, but he starts getting out. Fools is going to get tired if you got to chase him 10 yards every single and time, he, and he's launching it. You're going to get tired, And his stats bro. are amazing when you get him out of the pocket. It's like you think, hey, I'm going to put pressure on Mahomes, and you're gonna, I'm going to put him out of the pocket, and it's going to reduce his accuracy. But it doesn't work that way with certain people, and Mahomes is one of those people. Well, you also can't it, give, you can't give um, Michael Johnson time on the outside to run all around the field. You give Ty- yeah, I'm saying Tyreek Hill, you know, I use that for the Olympic reference. Obviously, I'm, I'm old as hell. Yeah. But, um, you know, you give him a chance to just run around. Like, how are you going to guard him for an extra five seconds? 30, yeah, for, yeah, for extra five, well, yeah, exactly, for 30 seconds total. Well, if the Chiefs win, Mahomes is going to take home the MVP trouble. He's going to yeah, have to carry yeah, him. Absolutely. He's deaf because that defense is not going to be able to hold the 49ers, I don't think, even half the game. I just don't believe in Chief. I think that that's their Achilles heel, the defense. Like you said, I think the 49ers be able to slow down KC enough, whereas the KC defense won't be able to slow down the 49ers enough to actually win the game. The um, If he comes out there, like, so my thing is, like, what I will say is Shanahan play design, the motion is so crazy, like, you never know. So, and a lot of those passes when I'm seeing, I'm watching Niner games and I'm seeing George Kittle, top tight end in the league, wide open, I'm like, okay, this was a, a fabulous play design because there's no one even near him. Yeah. So if you get Schematic those, issue, yeah. you're going to be good. But my thing is, I feel like the Titans did this where they got away from what got them there and they lost the game to me. They they came out and it was like play action, play action, play action, which I get because you're trying to, but that's not what got you here. Run down their throat. So if the Niners come out and try and get too tricky, it might yeah. go against them. But as long as they, I mean... I just I don't know Shanahan is ice cold, but it's still it's Andy Reid. It's like it's a great matchup, man. It's a great matchup. It's gonna be yeah. a great freaking matchup. And, and the fact that we have a one point spread right open at one and a half, uh, Jason, we're saying is at one. Um, is you know regardless of what the result is, the, the way that they build a spread is for to, to split betting, not to not to, not to predict the game. Um, but uh, you know 
every the, the, this has the makings of an intriguing matchup. Oh man, you know nobody's sitting there going, "Oh, this is about to be a blowout." You know, this is going to be no. a. There's no way this one. They're going to blow the doors off of that well, guy. Or blah blah blah. Um, to your point, anyone who is saying that they're saying it for both teams. You can people are making yeah. arguments on both sides, so that's rare well, they're that. they're 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 fans first, and 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 people whose opinion you want to monitor second, right? Yeah, I feel uh, you, but I, I mean, I think I can make yeah. an argument on either side that, that it could be a blowout. Yeah, I so I, I if you wanted to, I could. Yeah, you could. You know you what I mean? Absolutely, blind yourself to how good the 49ers defense is, and be like, oh well, they've got Travis, they've got you know Tyree, they've got the offense uh, is a I fool. Can't remember the other wide receivers. Yeah, they've got all these weapons on. They, got, they I mean their second and third wide receivers are fast. Yeah, um, and, and they got Patrick Mahomes and and you know blah blah. Like it, you could you could do that. You could blind it on one side. On the other side, you could be like. Look, we got the a great defensive line. We've got a Hall of Fame DB. We've got you know solid me. play from all the different positions. There's no way that anybody can score on us. I mean, you, you, it's easy to do, but the reality of it is, is is you have the you know the big fans on either side, and then you have I think the bulk of the people in the middle who just get to really enjoy an intriguing matchup. Yeah, hey, a lot of a lot of former NFL players. Every time I hear them on TV. Uh, they're mostly have all gone with the Kansas City Chiefs. Only two have gone with the Niners. One was Cameron Jordan of the Saints. I forgot who the other one was, but they're all picking the Chiefs. They're all just like, saying offense, offense, offense. I think that's good for you guys. Much. Or, or they, or they're saying, well, I don't. I, I honestly don't believe that like anyone picking anything matters at all. Like, yeah, right. There's all the, but um, and and there's a lot of players who are in the league who are just in awe. Of Patrick Mahomes, yeah. right? I'm, I'm not in the league. The boys are full, yeah. Of Patrick yeah. Mahomes, straight up. Right. <laughs> I think uh, that's a benefit for you guys, though, Jason, because you guys have, even though you've been the best team all, all year, and I, I did it for like eight weeks, um, so I'm guilty of it too. Even though the Niners, you know, arguably, and to me, are the best team in the league based on all three phases of the game. All year, it's been who'd you beat? Oh, right. they barely won that game. All oh, this the happened, which yes. is they great. Moved every every game, which yeah. I think is so, great. And they're coming in as an underdog too. That's great. But a one point underdog hasn't played as well. I as think it's great the past though. Couple weeks, so if you know, I, I don't think you can use that like you normally would. Like usually, there's so much hype during the media week, and every day there's there's there, there's a clip about this person saying something that slights the other team. And as we talked about towards the beginning of this part. There's none of that this week because oh, yeah, of the is. other events. They're talking about Jimmy G and all the point hour players. It's not making news like it usually no. does. No, like it's not. It's but, not front page. Like if I go to the front page of ESPN, right oh, now, it's not front page. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got but you. the players it, know. Under normal circumstances, yeah. every time someone says "boo," yeah, it's on. You know, PTI is and you know all the different talking heads are yeah. making this big, huge deal about it. I've listened to all the different shows through the entire week. Most of them aren't even talking about the game yet. They're going to start. They started talking about the game um, today, and and I'm sure they'll talk about it tomorrow, right? But yeah, um, it's just a, it's just a, I, you, it, it's it's harder to use the they've slided us line when you don't get that media hype behind it that we normally see for two weeks during Super Bowl. Um, and you, and it goes into overdrive this week. Like this well, week is usually use anything. You, Go ahead. You, you hear Richard Sherman and Kyle Shanahan talk. You know, Kyle Shanahan wants to get that monkey off his back from two years ago. Of course. Ago. And Sherman wants to get another one outside yes. of Seattle. Yeah. To, to, yeah, to uh, solidify his Hall of Fame career. So, so yeah. And imagine There's always Sayers. motivation. Well, yeah. I think it's well, Mahomes wants his first. Andrew Reid wants his first. Right. Know, like, there's, 
There's, and that's another thing you don't get this week. Usually you get a whole bunch of coverage of all these compelling stories. Like, you know, you get to, you get to hear about how Mahomes overcame whatever it is, how the third string linebacker who wasn't even, you know, drafted, like wasn't it. even picked for a D one school is now a starter on a, you know, Super Bowl or, or playing on a Super Bowl team and, you know, making impact plays on special teams. Like you knew, you know, usually, you know, everything. Um, and, and we don't get that this year. Right. And, and I think that that, that makes it more about the game. Um, and the players and the schemes and the coaching matchups, then the gimmicks, the they slighted you. It's like, no, we're going to go out here and play football. They're going to go out here and play football. Um, we're going to run our best scheme. You're going to run your best scheme and we're going to see who wins. I think that's more about, I think that's, I think that's the storyline this year more so than yeah. it has been in almost any Super Bowl in my lifetime. Only reason there used to be a point where the Super Bowl was tape delayed. So, you know, it wasn't, or not, you know, so it wasn't as big a deal. Only reason like, I say it is because the Niners are so young. So with a young team who's getting a lot of their first playoff experience or guys who've been in the league who don't have playoff experience, they all year have been the quote-unquote underdog. Oh, like Jason said, moving the goalposts, right? And that was a Sherm line. So I think it's big for them that everyone else picks the Chiefs. Every Like all the time, people were picking the Vikes. People were picking the – every person they played, the Packers are going to come back. This is going to happen. And they had to come out like, see, y'all are doubting this. I think personally, if everybody was picking the Niners, I, I think it would bode well for them. Yeah, I uh, and plus, you know, looking at Mahomes and Garoppolo, I mean, that's what the NFL is about. I mean, Mahomes with the Texas Tech, he was five and seven his last year. Garoppolo went to what Eastern Illinois that we all wouldn't know unless it said <laughs> Eastern Illinois. You know what I mean? And you just look at the and look at the NFC playoffs. The quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, where did he go? Like uh, South Dakota State. Yeah, uh, sure Kirk did. Cousins went to Michigan State. Uh, Drew Brees went to Purdue. Uh, but Russell Wilson had the transfer from North Carolina State yep. from Mike Glennon, so he went to Wisconsin. I mean, that's what the NFL, you know, is about. Oh, these Mike guys Glennon. overcoming, overachieving. You know, be being told no, but you know the big schools didn't want them, so they had to go to a small school. So it's like you see these quarterbacks like Mahomes and Garoppolo. They're equipped for this moment because they're not. They're always used to grinding and not playing with the best. You know personnel and now they have you know better personnel around them than they had before so they're taking full advantage of it so it, it you know I'm, I'm i'm happy for both these quarterbacks of course i hope man. you know jimmy Ooh, yeah, wins, exactly. but... I, be, yeah, I gotta go with the niners man i, I got the niner family and then i don't you know i'm afc west man so sorry guys even though shout out to my boy dave scott <laughs> big chiefs fan i get it but nah man like if it ain't raiders bro i ain't with it so sorry with charges in it <laughs> Broncos was in it. One of my favorite Super Bowls. I was at your house, Brian. I fell asleep on the floor. You remember this? Broncos. No, you fell asleep in the jumper, but okay. <laughs> I mean, that also happened. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, that Super Bowl watching Peyton look terrible <laughs> against the Seahawks. I loved it. Um, so, hey, I like Mahomes, <laughs> man. Funny. It's cool. But if they get smoked, I will not. I will not be mad, bro. I'll be at the crib yeah. with feet no, up. It. Shout out to Andy Reid, though, like you said. And I like I like the team. Real talk. I like I'm damn near yeah. the whole team. I like Honey Badger. I like Mahomes. I like the whole squad. Even Shady McCoy's over there. But, man, if, if and when y'all lose, ha, I'm out here kicking <laughs> it. Hey, I totally feel the same way about the Clippers. It's just like I cannot root for the Clippers yeah. at all, period. But I love Paul George and I love yeah. Kawhi Leonard. I like and, Lou Will, you know, bro. Like Lou Will Williams, yeah. and I used to love Jamal Crawford. And oh, sorry. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but, but sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna root at all for uh, 
for for the Clippers, period. Not Unre- gonna happen. Unrelated to the Super Bowl thing, but on the Clipper tangent, I just want to say this real quick. I was watching this thing on Slam. They had uh Mon- Montrell's Harrell or whatever his name is, Lou Williams Harrell, yeah. and yeah. uh Pat Bev, and they were saying how they're a secondary team in LA and he was like, What would it be like if we won a championship? And yeah. Lou, oh, I, I was like, that video. Yeah, Lou Williams was like we could be the. He's like we could turn one block and get booed, and turn another one. Like we could be the first championship team to get yeah. booed at our own parade, and that was hilarious. Yeah. But shout it, out to Lou Will and those guys. True. Like, <laughs> like I, we've had we've had this conversation so many times. Like you can get eight dollar tickets, twelve dollar tickets to a Clipper game when they are one of the best teams in basketball. It's insane. And you and when the Lakers stunk, it was still one hundred and fifty to get in the gym. Like, it, you know, it's it's just a weird di- – it's always been that way in L.A. People don't who aren't from L.A. can't really understand it. They're like, no, nah, the Clippers are hot. There's there's, pl- there's plenty of Clipper fans. I said I said that last week. You're like, no, nah, here you go, $13 ticket. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, like you, you, and I do that with Austin. I tease them all the time. I'm like, oh, we could go see a Clipper game anytime you want. You got $15 in a, in a pack of now layers? <laughs> we could trade that for tickets at the door. Let's go. You know, because because it's just – but they're, they're an amazing team. Um, although they lost to Sacramento tonight, um, but they're an amazing team. Um, Man, ain't nobody thinking you know, about basketball, bro. If I if I hoop, like either you're gonna ball to the most extreme level of ball, or you're just gonna be like bummed. There's like no no yeah. mediocre hoop right now. Yeah, yeah. Doc Rivers was quoted tonight as saying, "The way you honor Kobe is to win it all." I'm like, not you guys though. Like, <laughs> let's, let's make that clear. <laughs> Someone else though. <laughs> Not you. Yeah, there are certain teams that aren't that, that if they win it, it is not hey. a tribute to Kobe. Like if Boston wins it, if the Clippers what? win it, like you know, oh, it, those are these are certain teams where Kobe has 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 that history. Paul Pierce was even talking about that. Did, um, how you know it wasn't until later on when when they were filming Adidas commercials. I guess they were both in Adidas, um, and they, they kind of connected. And then later on when they were you know both in LA that they kind of became close and friends and and how they they have like I guess they're they're both part of the players tribune they're one of the, yeah, that's the starting great. and and Paul that's Pierce great. actually gave sorry to jump back from the Super Bowl into this uh but the, Paul Pierce was actually talking about how all the people who run the players tribune which is mostly players right it's a player run uh news mag which is awesome by the way yeah, it's great. um and Kobe would always be the first one to talk. We all get together in the summer to talk about what was going on. And Kobe would always be the first one, not the the, the big money investors, not the other players. It was always Kobe. Um, and he said he always got a lot of greater deal of respect for his leadership and his his strength of character when it come to when it came to you know doing these types of things. But anyways, uh, I, I I it's easy for me to get on tangents this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know we can roll. Um, on speaking last thing, what Jerry. Jerry West talking about how when Kobe was looking at free agency, he told him he could never play for the Clippers because he couldn't play for that owner. Um, yeah, man, Jerry, man, yeah. that that really, really was hard to see Jerry West to see Shaq and all those guys who really knew him. How like dudes are tore up, man. Tore yeah, up, man. Like I can't even yeah. imagine. So, man, yeah, um, Brian Brian Shaw was close to him too and was boohooing on TV. Man, there's so many people. They grew up. I mean, they watched him grow up like we did, but they were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on the bench yeah. with dude. Like, man. So, I don't know. Y'all got any, any last things or? No, nah, we can go on to the rants. All right, I'm, yeah, a, I'm good. I'm about. Um, that's it. So, it's uh January 30, 2020. Um, you know, again, blessings to everyone we lost um, and all their families, and just prayers up and you know, hope for condolences. Uh, time heals all wounds, they say. But there's no, they don't say how much time. So just love to all them. 
Um, Super Bowl coming up. Shout out to, you know, two teams playing. Should be a good game. Um, do either of you want to start? Minute to win it. Uh, sure, I'll start. I'll, I'll start real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. Um, go ahead, Jason. I was just thinking about um, it seems like we're entering to a, a new era of sports, uh, which is good. I was just looking at just some of the major sports. I was looking at uh, NFL, how I think uh, New England's dominance has pretty much uh, come to an end. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna see some some fresh. <laughs> right, we're gonna see some fresh, fresh faces, fresh teams in the Super Bowl uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, I guess every year. And uh, I personally believe Mahomes will be back at this game at least a couple more, two, three more times in his career. So it'll be be fun to see. Um, I'm happy that Alabama. It looks like Alabama's college football dominance is probably coming to an end as well. Um, Nick Saban's losing a lot of coaches and everything. They're going other places, and it's kind of sucking his program dry. Along with also this uh, transfer portal thing that these college athletes have now to just leave schools and just go somewhere else. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Uh, at the Golden State Warriors, uh, their dominance pretty much ended. Uh, when Kevin Durant left, uh, maybe they might be able to build something else, but we'll see some fresh faces in the NBA Finals uh, this year as well. And then you look at college basketball, Villanova and Virginia, they've won the last two NCAA title games. Hasn't been one of the Blue Bloods like, you know, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. Oh, actually, I don't think North Carolina might even make the tournament this year. They're so bad. But uh, And also in Major League Baseball, for those who watch baseball, there's been six different winners to win the World Series the last six years. So, uh, I think we're in a really good time in, in, in sports where we're going to see some, you know, some new faces, uh, new teams, and uh, teams just trying to uh, – I just, I just like it. I just like fresh faces, new storylines and everything. So I'm just happy that, you know, new, I'm like you. I'm happy knowing this is not going to Super Bowls anymore. I'm, You know, that's over with. So that's all I had to say. All right. Um, oh. One thing I forgot to mention earlier was that um, – I was looking at the flight path that Kobe's helicopter took. And if you find one that has the street map, as opposed to just where the freeway map is, he flew either right over or right by my house when he was flying. So he went up to Burbank by the five and then cut back across the valley to the 101 and followed it. And the route he took has him go kind of by the flight path of the the Van Nuys airport, which I'm close to. Um, Anyways, just another, another, Weird tidbit about that. So I have two quick things that I wanted to talk about in my rant. So the first thing, and this won't take but two seconds, in the time that we've uh, had a chance to talk, there's been a Hall of Fame vote um, for, for baseball. And, and Derek Jeter got in with one person um, who did not vote for him. And, and we've got to get to the point in sports where these people who are, are allowed, that are allowed to be anonymous and not pick him, uh, someone like Derek Jeter, which is just period, hands down, 100% Hall of Fame vote getter. Uh, we, need to be able to, we need to be able to talk to these people. So this person has not come out yet. This person has not, you know, he's obviously you're allowed to pick anonymously. You know, that person's a coward. Um, if, if you have a rationale or a reason, you're saying, look, I know Derek Jeter's going to get in, but I, wa- I really wanted to throw one more vote Barry Bonds way. Um, and this was my way of doing it because I knew Derek Jeter would get in. That's fine. Then man up and come out and say that. But to sit on the sidelines and stay quiet and leave that, that that a mystery um in my opinion that makes you a coward um so i wanted to say that the other thing i wanted to say is there's got to be some more um professionalism human decency i said it real briefly earlier in the show harvey levin is a piece of shit um you know i would say that directly to his face i've been on the tmz campus and i told the people who i was with on the tmz campus we run into him but tell him he's a piece of shit to his face but what he did 
to release that story before the families could find out. And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, just Vanessa and, 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 she, and, uh, and her family and the Brian, you know, uh, Joe and, and Pam. And I'm talking about these other families that they couldn't even verify the manifest, you know, and, and make sure that those people knew. Nothing in my, my world could make me feel okay about finding out that my family had perished from a fucking TMZ where, and you know how I don't like to curse on this, but like if I were Vanessa, there would be a concerted effort on my part. And there's been a lot of fans who have said, we need to boycott TMZ. And I, and I've always boycotted TMZ, so I can't help make a change there. But um, if there's ever a movement that, that I can help with on that, of course. But if I were Vanessa, there would be once the dust settles and the smoke clears and, and the, the feelings mend a little bit, there'd be a concerted effort um, to speak about that. Uh, and hats off to the sheriff's department who made it very clear in their speech when he said, you know, I would ne I cannot. We, we had to wait till now because we would never stoop so low as to make sure that the families of these victims found out from a from a, a a wrong press release because as you know their first five or six releases had all types of errors in them I mean it, they got they got it right that there was a crash and Kobe was involved but everything else that they were saying um, was was wrong um, but it it was one of the, the themes of a conversation that I had on the golf course that it was awful ridiculous and. And, and when I look back and see that ESPN and CNN and all those others didn't break the news until later, um, I can at least appreciate that what I feel like was going on in the background. Well, obviously, it wasn't that they didn't know. It was that they were trying to get more information before they broke the news, as opposed to, you know, Harvey Levin, who wants a few more clicks and is willing to do it early. That man is a piece of shit. The people who work for him, who put that out there is a piece of shit. And, and, and if anyone has knows anyone over there, you can tell them I said it, give them my address, and I'll say it to their damn face, because that's a horrible, horrible thing to find out from a, a, a quick hit uh, click on TMZ that your, your family, your daughter, man, you all know me well enough to know that there's not a lot of things that I would go that, 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 that but if it, if it had to do with my family and my daughter and I found out that way, it'd be, it would be on. So that's it. That's my rant. And a rant it was my brother. Um, <laughs> shout out to, uh, to Brian. This will be the I'll first time that. I have to hit explicit on um, the, the info for the show. Okay. So, all right, well, let's go. We're adults. So, um, I agree though that that was ridiculous. Um, no way that that should have went. I mean, we shouldn't have found out like that. Like, come on, man. Word. Terrible. Word. I didn't need to know then. Terrible. So, for me, um, yeah. first I would just like to, um, as your official Las Vegas Raiders ambassador, welcome everybody to our nation's capital. <laughs> um, we're, we're setting up shop out there, twenty-four hour everything. You feel me? So. Uh, the Death Star is being built. Looks fabulous. I'm gonna head out there and take a little tour. Uh, my company's doing some work there, so we're out here. Um, stadium looks great, man. We got this. We got the casinos. We got legal weed. We got all everything you can drink. We out here. So just you know, just wanted to welcome you out of that. Um, on the flip side, I wanted to again just condolences to the families for everybody who perished and. Truthfully, I mean, as we've been talking, I'm sure people all across the world have perished. So 
it's just kind of, you know, that's, it's a part of life. People pass. So I, my deep condolences to them, to all the families and to, you know, and honor that kind of like, I just, Kobe, it's, it's amazing. Kobe and Gianna really how much they brought people together. Um, I hate that it happens this way, but for some reason, tragedy is such a uniting factor and just all the people who are in LA live, all the murals I've seen, all the posts that have been shown just love right now i've seen i've seen people in kobe jerseys and literally walk to wherever they were to give them that and rep for kobe so um shout out there and then the motivation that i've been feeling is like man life is short and we all know it but this just puts it in your face even more so i'm back in the gym i'm on these treadmills running with kobe and g like nope you're not stopping i'm doing apps i'm looking at move like everything i need to do is like amplified so it's Mamba mentality for life. Um, shout out to Kobe forever. Lakers forever, you already know. Um, that's the end of our show. It's January 30th, 2020. We will catch y'all on the flip. Good luck to the Niners and the Chiefs. Holla.